Well, I'm Noel. I'm one of the pastors here in Victory Ortigas. And uh, obviously, Pastor Pinky is not here. So uh, let's pray that God uh, would speak through me today, this afternoon, even if Pastor Pinky is not here, okay? Can we all stand? Because this is going to be the fourth installment of this series, The Road Out. Please open your Bibles to uh, Exodus chapter 12. We'll be reading quite a lengthy passage, 11 verses, and uh, that's going to be from uh, like Exodus 12 verses 29 to 39, and I'll be reading from the NIV 1984. It says here, at midnight, the Lord struck down all the firstborn in Egypt. From the firstborn of Pharaoh who sat on the throne, to the firstborn of the prisoner who was in the dungeon, and the firstborn of all the livestock as well. Pharaoh and all his officials and all the Egyptians got up during the night, and there was loud wailing in Egypt, for there was not a house without someone dead. During the night, Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and said, Up, leave my people. You and the Israelites, go worship the Lord as you have requested. Take your flocks and herds as you have said and go, and also bless me. The Egyptians urge the people to hurry and leave the country, for otherwise, they said, we will all die. So the people took their dough before the yeast was added and carried it on their shoulders in the kneading troughs, wrapped in clothing. The Israelites did as Moses instructed and asked the Egyptians for articles of silver and gold and for clothing. The Lord had made the Egyptians favorably disposed toward the people, and they gave them what they asked for, so they plundered the Egyptians. The Israelites journeyed from Ramesses to Sukkoth, there were about 600,000 men on foot, besides women and children. Many other people went up with them, as well as large droves of livestock, both flocks and herds. With the dough they had brought from Egypt, they baked cakes of unleavened bread. The dough was without yeast because they had been driven out of Egypt and did not have time to prepare food. For themselves. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for your mighty word, O oh God, that uh, you could use, Lord, to change us, to change our hearts, O oh God, and to, to uh, enable us, O oh Lord, to live out whatever word we'll hear from you today, O oh God, whatever thing, Lord, or truth that we'll learn from you, O oh God. And I pray, Lord, for your grace, Lord, that you, your, your, your people, Lord, will, will uh, walk the talk. And as a result, Lord, we'll glorify your name. And as I preach this afternoon, Lord, I pray for your anointing. Use me mightily for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You can sit down, you know. Today our focus is ENC, Every, na every Nation Campus. That's why let me, let me tell you a story about my experience in the campus. Well, semi, because this was right after my graduation. And right after my graduation, one of our pastors in, in our church, 
victory at that time was uh, Tom, Pastor Tom Bouvier. And I talked to him and uh, we agreed that I'll be joining the campus missionary, the campus ministry as a full-time campus minister. Okay? But I told Pastor Tom, Pastor Tom, I just graduated from college. It's just like a month ago. But before I joined the ministry, can I just take my board exam first? I finished engineering, so can I finish my board exam first? Pastor Tom said, well, that's good. Yeah, that's a good plan. Uh, we'll wait for you. How long is the, when are you going to take the, the test? Well, six months from now. So you can wait for me six months from now. So I, he said, yes, what I did was I registered in this review center in, uh, along España, in Zampaloc. Okay? And then uh, I registered for the first two weeks. I was so focused on reviewing for my board exam. Writing formulas on Manila paper and posting it on my, in my room like wallpapers. But that was just for the first two weeks. On the third week, school bukol na naman. <laughs> Although I was already a Christian, but you know, uh, the, the feeling of, uh, well, I already graduated, why do I have to push myself? So this time, I was, it's not uh, school bukol per se, but I've been involved with our church activities. Almost all of them, nag-volunteer ako. So the point that I have no more time to review for my board exam. But guess what? I just woke up six weeks before the board exam and realized I can't take it. You know, it's not like an essay. Di ba pag essay? Bola, bola ka lang. Sorry po, hindi po ako bolero, pero... Diba? Kung may somehow may alam ka, may points ka na kagad eh. I'm not, you know. Eh, pagka math, dapat eksakto eh. Hindi mo naman pwedeng sabihin, ang sagot, 10.5. Eh, pero pwede ba yung 11.5 na lang? No, no, it has to be exact. I realized, I don't know anything yet. So you know what I did? I went to Pastor Tom Bouvier, and I told him, Pastor Tom, I think I'm ready to go directly to the ministry. Pastor Tom said, oh, oh, really? Yeah. How about your board exam? Forget about that. <laughs> Doon ko naman na-appreciate si Pastor Tom. Kasi, di ba? Eh, naghahanap siya ng campus minister. Eh, kahit na ito ako, gusto ko na ngayon eh. Six weeks before my board exam. Discipleship pa rin ang usapan. You know, sabi nung, you know, you have to be a man of your word. You said you're going to take your board exam? You have to take it. Okay, let's put it this way. If you don't take your board exam, forget about campus ministry. Taohan ako. Hindi ko pala kayang bulahin to. <laughs> I guess what? I went home. I was like in panic, frantic about what to do next. I prayed, Lord, help me, Lord. Six more weeks is my board exam. And thank God, He gave me wisdom. 
Naalala ko nung orientation doon sa review center namin, binigay yung mga pangalan ng board examiners ng mechanical engineering. Kinuha ko yun. Eh, may mga background. Ay, ito. Negosyo pala nito, ice plant. So, most likely, refrigeration ang ibibigay na test nito. So, you know what? I, I tallied all the possible topics because it's impossible for me to memorize hundreds of formulas. I have to identify the crucial ones and, and focus on the, those topics. And if I'm dead, I'm dead. <laughs> but I did my best. I, I bought uh, like the three years worth of, of uh, uh, board exam, the past board exams in reviewer booklets. In the late 80s, those are still available. I don't know. Kung ginagawa pa rin nila ngayon yun. And guess what? Inaral ko talaga. Binilang ko. You know, what are the most common topics that were asked in the past three years? Kaya ito, itong topic na ito, taon-taon tinatanong ha. Iba-ibang question, but same topics. I really tallied. And I came up with a list of what I believe was the usual topics that will be asked in the board exam. So nag-focus po ako doon. You know? And praise God on board exam. 90% ng aking prognosis, eh, lumabas sa test. Kasi, sabi ko, ang problema ko lang, general engineering tsaka plant design. Machine design kasi, open books. I just have to familiarize myself with a textbook. But anyway, 90% of my prognosis, in fact, During the board exam, there was even a time when I will raise my hand, praising God. Thank you, Lord. Sabi ng proctor, may tanong ka ba? Hindi po, wala po. I'm just praising God. Weird na word sa akin yung proctor, praising God. Buti na lang, sa pinakalikod ako nakaupo, Rog. Grabe, tuwan-tuwa ako. Minsan, you know, may nag-iisip lang ako, bait ni Lord, grabe. Biglang, ay, 30 minutes na pala. I need to hurry up, di ba? But, Paglabas po ng resulta ng board exam, parang hindi ako yung kumuha ng board exam. Happy Lord. Thank you po. But what's the point? The point is, at that time, I was just a new graduate, a new college graduate. To me, that's a big adversity. I can imagine the face of my tatay. Di ba? Pati ka nakabag-board exam. Yung nanay ko, na sinabihan ko, nay, Pagpasok ko ng freshman college na, limang taon lang yung engineering, pangako ko sa'yo. Eh ngayon, hindi ako makakapag-board exam. Hindi ko alam kung paano ipipinta siguro yung mukha niya. To me, at that time, it was a big adversity. It's a big challenge to solve. But then again, you know, that was me when I was a new college graduate. But I'm sure that every one of us here, we have experienced adversities in life. Tama po ba? Sino po ba sa inyo rito hindi nagkakaproblema sa pinanganak na kayo? Pakitaas lang ng kabay. At pa... <laughs> tama, tama. That's good. I, I believe you. I believe you. have no problem yet, right? <laughs> Limang taon pa lang po yata si... Di po ba lahat naman po tayo nagkaproblema? And I'm sure there are many different measures of challenges. And, well, let, let's lump it. No, I'll be using adversity or distress a lot of times today. But let's lump it like a package. 
adversity, distress, challenge, suffering, trouble. Tough times, sama-sama na po natin yan. Although let me simplify by using the word adversity or distress. But I'm sure everyone has experienced or experiencing or will experience distress. And there are many different measures probably depending on your status right now. You're probably a father of, a, uh, of young kids and every start of the school year or semester, you have to figure out how to pay for those tuition fees. Or every month, probably you're thinking, uh, do I have the money to, to pay for my dormitory? Iba-iba po yung adversity natin sa buhay. Yung challenge natin sa buhay. But guess what? My question is, how do we react to adversities? As believers. Guess what? That time, that uh, concern of passing my board exam to me was like a big roadblock. Lord, imagine my Lord. I just have to go through that board exam because if I'm not going to take it, ano naman trabaho ko? Ah, hindi na ako tatanggapin sa ministry. Papasok ako sa engineer. Wala naman akong lisensya, di ba? That's why that, that's the only thing to like a hurdle to, to get me somewhere, at least at that time. But that's why to me that was a roadblock. But praise God because by His grace, He gave me ideas to, and I believe it's the Lord's idea. I was able to overcome that hurdle. Back then, I was thinking, is this going to be a roadblock? Or a road sign. Roadblock, meaning, is this going to end? This endeavor of mine, or is it going to be a road sign? Meaning, we all know what a sign is. Diba? Kagaya po nung may picture ba tayo ng road sign dyan? Ayun, no? Mga kainan, ang pina... <laughs> ang itinuturo sa atin. But a sign points to something. And that's why my, my question, firstly, is uh, how do we react to adversities? And second question is, is an adversity to us a roadblock or a road sign? Is this going to end our endeavor or is it going to be a road sign that points to God? Magnifies God? And as a result, will give glory to God. That's why up to now, I give glory to God. To me, that's a miracle. But guess what? In the text that we read, it's, there's a, a similar situation. As we consider Israel, because it says here in verse 29, we read this, but let me just repeat the reading. It says here, At midnight, the Lord struck down all the firstborn in Egypt. From the firstborn of Pharaoh who sat on the throne, to the firstborn of the prisoner who was in the dungeon and the firstborn of all the livestock as well. To me, that, that sounds like a merism. You know, you know what a merism is? It's like 
the two ends of the range that could actually say it's everything. I heard a song, you know, uh, the song says, I love you day and night. So, hindi lamang po siya nagmamahal ng umaga at gabi, di ba? Ibig sabihin nun, it's the whole day. Right? Ano pa? Sabi ng itbulaga, di ba? Wala apari hanggang hulo, di ba? Ibig sabihin nun, buong Pilipinas. Now, what this thing is saying is, from the firstborn of Pharaoh to the firstborn of the prisoner in the dungeon and the livestock as well. Well, of course, I understand it says here, all. Okay? Because it says in verse 30, Pharaoh and all his officials and all the Egyptians got up during the night and there was loud wailing in the in Egypt, for there was not a house without someone dead. Well, to me, I put an asterisk on that passage. Sabi kasi, there was not a house without someone dead. Well, maybe pertaining to many Egyptians, but we'll get to that. Why? Why? Uh, I think you have to understand the context when you read that. That's, you can't take that literally. And I'm going to explain later. But guess what? At this time, we all understand that Pharaoh and the Egyptians were kind of like the roadblock on the, the Israelites' road to their deliverance. Tama po ba? That's why, with regards to the, uh, to the Israelites in this part of their history, the question is, was Pharaoh a roadblock or a road sign? Were the Egyptians the roadblock? Or are they a road sign? Sa palagay nyo, roadblock po ba yung mga Egyptians? Or road sign? By the way, it's interesting that uh, uh, the Old Testament Hebrew word for Egypt and Egyptians is Mizraim. Wala yung inedit ko pa. Anyway, <laughs> Sorry pa, wa, ikaw na. Ikaw agad na na ano. Ayun! Ayun pala. Sorry, hinusgahan ko kagad si Pau. No, no, no. Okay lang. Okay lang kay Pau yun. Egypt and Egyptians, Mitzrayim. I put the vowels in uh, parentheses because the Hebrew spelling is always in consonants only. Okay? And take note. With regards to the, the Old Testament Hebrew word for adversity, distress, trouble, it's Mitzrayim. Same consonants. And I believe they belong to the same family of words. Well, you can see this form because this is a... By the, by the way, I, I rarely give original language words in, in sermon. But this one is crucial. Important ito eh. Diba? Ito po yung singular niyan, Metsar. Pero ang plural niya, which appeared in Lamentations 1.3, is almost the same spelling as Egypt. That's like, it's like saying that in, in their eyes, in their whole history, Egypt is their roadblock. But then again, there's a question. At this time, were, were, were they really the roadblock of God's will for Israel or a road sign? Of course, if we don't get to consider 
the, the whole context, we were not, we are not going to have an accurate conclusion because it says here in, in uh, Ephesians, uh, Ephesians, Exodus, <laughs> New Testament. <laughs> Exodus chapter 6, verse 7, ito po yung sabi. Remember this? I will take you as my own people. Uh, Yahweh was talking to the Israelites. And I will be your God. Then you will know that I am the Lord. By the way, this should be in all caps. Meaning that's a proper noun. It's a, a personal name. And we all know that, that it's Yahweh. Y-H-W-H. Tayo pong mga Kristiyano, we say that out loud, but the Jews can't. It's too sacred for them. But this is the covenant name of the Lord. It's kind of like the, His personal name. Pwede mo bang tawagin Randolph si Pao? Huh? Randolph? Eh, Pao ang pangalan niya eh. Personal name niya yun. Diba? Si, si Randolph, pwede ko bang tawagin Hoy? Hoy? Kamusta ka? Hoy? Wala ka namang galang nun. That's why the, the covenant name establishes personal relationship. That's why ako ngayon, kahit Tagalog, hindi ko po tinatawag ng may kapal si Lord. Because that's someone else. <laughs> hindi ko po tinatawag na bathala ang Diyos ng Biblia because that's someone else. That's a local God. G, small letter G-O-D. And like what the Apostle Paul said, the God, small letter G-O-D-S, they're actually demons. <laughs> Kaya ang pangalan ni Lord ay Yahweh lang talaga. But then again, God's not just throwing words here. You know, pagka may crush kaya si Randolph o kaya si Pao, papakilala sila sa pangalan nila. Sorry ah, kay kailang kasi nandaan sa harapan eh. <laughs> Di ba? Alam nga naman magpapakilala ka, Hoy, ako nga pala si Hoy. If you want to establish a relationship, you have to give your name. This is the name of the Lord God. And He's saying that I am the Lord your God who brought you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. This situation of overcoming this roadblock, quote-unquote, is actually a road sign that God will use to point to Him. The deliverer. The one who will deliver them. Therefore, at this time, the Egyptians, as the adversity, they're not the roadblocks. They are a road sign. Pointing to God. They'll get to know God more through this adversity. Are we here? That's why, you know, let me just say, well, let me just read this passage. Exodus chapter 7, verse 2. You are to say everything I command you, and your brother Aaron is to tell Pharaoh to let the Israelites go out of his country. Verse 3. But I will harden Pharaoh's heart. Harden daw. Eh, kaya tayo, curry tayo, di ba? <laughs> Lebron <laughs> But I will harden Pharaoh's heart and though I multiply my miraculous signs and wonders in Egypt, he will not listen to you. 
Then I will lay my hand on Egypt, and with my mighty acts of judgment, I'll bring out my divisions, my people, the Israelites. Even if Pharaoh will harden his heart and be a, a roadblock to God's will versus Israel, then the Lord God said, no, I will do a, a great mighty act so that, tignan natin yung verse 5, sabi, and the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. Again, that should be all caps. When I stretch out my hand against Egypt and bring the Israelites out of it. You know, again, it's a road sign. Unfortunately for Pharaoh, even if he will harden his heart, then to him also, God will reveal himself. Even to Pharaoh, he's going to be like he himself. I'm talking about Pharaoh. He is a road sign. That will, put, that will point to the glorious God. But you know, we're talking about adversities. That's why first thing that we want to remember because of this passage is that God puts meaning in His people's experiences of adversity. Ginagawan po ng kahulugan ni Lord yung mga panahon ng adversity natin. By the way, how many of you here, you are part of the people of God? Can you raise your hand? Now, if you believe that, you, you, just wave it. Diba? Be proud. Proud in a good way. <laughs> if you believe you're part, if, if you believe you are a believer, you are a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. then you have to know you are the people of God. Amen? Amen. Sino ba sa rito mga born-again Christians? Pakitaas yung kamay. Lord, yung mga iba, kinakahiya ka ata, Lord. Pwede mo bang i-convict yung mga to? Sino mga born-again? Pakitaas yung kamay. You believe you are Christians. You're saved by grace through faith. How many of you here, you believe you're righteous? Ayon, if you raise your hand in response to my first question, you should be also raising your hand. We are righteous by faith. Okay? Hindi dahil, paano yung kanina? Gusto kong sakalin yung, yung driver sa kabilang kotse kanina eh. Diba? Baka hindi na ako safe. No, 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 it's by faith. It's not dependent on your feeling or the things that are happening around you. But you're the people of God. And like what I'm saying, I believe this with all my heart. God puts meaning in our adversity. In our experiences of adversity. Eh, napanood ba yung game nung isang gabi? JQ, napanood ba ba? US versus Germany. Panood ba yan? Sino sa inyo rito, sinusundan nyo yung basketball? Yun, si Harry. Ha? Huh? Sino ba sa inyo rito, uh, alam niyo yung NBA? Konti pa rin, ha? Sino sa inyo rito, alam niyo na merong, there's such a thing as a basketball, di ba? <laughs> Kasi parang walang clueless, eh. No, uh, para ano pang sabihin ko yung istorya, JQ, di ba? Anyway, I'm going to, wala na akong maisip, eh. Ito yung pinrepare ko na sabihin, eh. Anyway, if you saw the game between US and Germany, Tambak, ilan ba tambak nun? 12 na yata eh. Nakahabol pa yung US. Last, you know, in the last minute of the game, 
Two points na lang ang lamang ng Germany. And there was a possession for the Team USA and that was like an offensive foul. Foul, di ba? So, missed opportunity. Nakuha nung Germany yung bola. Nakuha na naman ng US. May pagkakataon na namang tumabla. Ano nangyari? Mintes. Kaya nung yung na-rebound ng Germany yung bola, meaningful yung kanilang panalo. Imagine mo, talunin mo yung US with two possessions to even tie the ball game. Eh, pag nag-extension, palagay ko, magwawala na yung mga Amerikano. That's why, because of the the size of the adversity, victory became very meaningful. Same thing po tayo. Despite the size of the adversity, because and because God is our deliverer, when we'll, we'll be able to surpass that, then there's meaning. Very meaningful. Imagine if a person has no God, or at least he's a Christian who, well, quote-unquote Christian, nominal lang, na parang, you know, Christianity is just attending services, which should not be. Tama ba? Eh, paano pag may malaki kang adversity sa buhay? Roadblock na. Feeling mo, tapos na ang mundo. Wala na. Gandito na lang ako, di ba? But you know, what if God is with you? You know, there's a way. You call to God. You pray to God. He will deliver you. And adversity, ah, uh, is caused by a lot of things. Number one, it could be caused by circumstance. Circumstances. Because we live in a fallen world. Alam niyo ba yun? Di ba? Na lumindol, di ba? Alam nga namang sisihin mo yung gobyerno. Kaya yung gobyerno natin, kaya lumilindol eh. No. Circumstance yun eh. Wala naman nagplano nun. Pumutok ang vulkan kasi itong kasi ito si Mayor, ano, kaya yung bulkan nila, putok ng putok eh. Wala po, circumstance yun eh. Tough times could come because we live in a fallen world. Right? What else? Unwise decision. Not necessarily sin. At one time, I, you know, I, I invested in something Eh, nung naalaman ng tatay ko, ano anak, double your money in one, in one year. Ah, well, ito naman, inaamin ko out of ignorance. Kala ko naman talaga legit na investment eh. Pero nung sinasabi ng tatay ko, lumabas ka na dyan, anak, eh, walang ganyan. Eh, tatay ko, accountant eh. Double your money in one year or less, lumabas ka na dyan. Eh, unwise decision, tinuloy ko pa rin. Untog ako sa pader, di ba? But that could come. Or sin. Sabi nga nila, you know, uh, not all sufferings are caused by sin, but all sin can lead to suffering. Right? And many sins, they have a built-in instant bad consequence. What do I mean by that? Di ba? 
Naglakaw, ninakaw mo yung TV ng kapitbahay mo, nagising yung kapitbahay mo, sumigaw ng magnanakaw, binugbog ka ng taong bayan, di ba? Instant and built-in. Di ba? Spiritual attack. You know, the, the fallen spirit, spirits foul and, and, and fallen, they hate God and they hate God's will for us. They want to derail God's will for us. That's why the Lord said, the enemy came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Iba-iba po ang pinanggagalingan ng, ng uh, uh, adversity. What else? Divine testing. Ibig sabihin, kahit si Lord nagpapadala ang adversity sa atin. Totoo ba yun? Ganun ba kasama? Hindi po masama si Lord. Ikaw ba? Sino po ba sa inyo rito? I'm assuming everyone. Nakatapos na ng, ng high school. Kayo ba? Pinalusot lang? O sige, graduate ka na. Total, marso na eh. Kakaibigan ko yung nanay mo eh. O pinapag-test kayo. Di ba? Gusto mo ba mag-test? Armin, ako, ayoko, ayoko, ayoko yung test eh. Par- exam na naman. Araw-araw exam. Eh, pa- Kung di mo naiintindihan yung education, di ba, parang, kasi po, naging principal ako one time, eh, di ba, Chris? Ng Victory Christian School. Eh, ang education naman, hindi lang marang, di ba, tawanan, barkadahan. Kaya nga, nagtetest, eh, tinatanong, may natututunan ka kaya? Kaya ka nga pinupromote sa next grade. Ato, natututo talaga tong bata na to. Kung ano yung inaasahan natin matutunan niya sa grade 1, natutunan niya, kaya ipromote natin to grade 2. Same thing with God. We can just be mature. Parang akala ng mga ibang Kristiyano kasi, pag natulog ka, unan mo, Bible, magmamature ka na bukas eh. Memorizing mo yung John 3.16. Hindi, matut- unan ko yung Bible eh. Di po, papadaanin ka talaga sa trial. Tama ba? Divine testing eh. Kaya, doon mo palang makikita, wala kang lusot, tol. Talagang dadaan ka ng adversity kahit ano. In fact, if you want to accomplish something in life, there's adversity. Ay, ako nga, kagaya nun. Pag-aaral lang, sabi mo, simple naman ang problema mo. Eh, at that time, ayun ang adversity sa akin. Diba, mag-ambition ka man lang ng konti. Eh, may mga challenges talaga. In fact, the book of Job is actually a combination of divine testing and spiritual attack. But guess what? God could reverse the effects of all this in life. Yes, there are adversities, but they can't be roadblocked. As a believer, they're road signs. Even sin, pastor, of course, pag nagrepent ka naman, tinigilan mo na yung buhay kasalanan mo, di... Diba? Dati kang manggagancho. Kahit BIR, dinadaya mo. Kahit yung mga empleyado mo, hindi mo niririmit yung mga SS nila. But by the way, again, mag-iiba ako ng tono. Ha? Kung negosyante ka, ganyan ka, at sinasabi mong kristyano ka, mag-repent ka na, tol. Diba? Mahirap ma... Pag yung mga, sabi nga ng Panginoong Diyos, pag yung mga yan ang umiyak sa Diyos at ang Diyos ang bumawi, Ha? May kasabihan sa Pilipino yun, yung 
bato-bato sa langit, tama ay huwag magalit, di ba? Bato-bato ang salita ng Diyos, tama na ay huwag magalit. Amen? Remit mo ng maayos, di ba? Huwag mong dayahin yung mga empleyado mo. But you know, if you're like that, if you repent, then God can restore. God could reverse. But that's why the question remains, how do we react to adversities? Do we still see that as a roadblock? Circumstance, may cancer yung lola mo, di ba? Pray. And nowadays, I'm sure that many of us could, could jump instantly to say that it's a mental health issue. Naiintindihan ko po yan. Uh, you know, I've been trying to understand that for the last few years. Hindi po ibig sabihin, dinideny ko yung katotohanan niya. But my, my, my encouragement is that as, as believers, don't quickly jump into that. Fight the, the good fight of faith first. Takas ba ng boses ko? Kiling ko, ma-update na yung aking lalamunan eh. Baka napapalakas yung boses ko. But anyway, that's why, how do you, dapat to, sama niyo ako, how do we react to adversities? But that's the first thing that we want to understand from this passage. Huh? God puts meaning in His people's experiences of adversity. The other one, the next one is that God provided, graciously provided for, uh, provided deliverance for His people. Alam niyo po ba kung bakit? Sabi ko po kasi rito, if you'll continue reading in Exodus chapter 12, verse 33, the Egyptians urged the people to hurry and leave the country. For otherwise, they said, we will all die. Kanina, nakita natin, pinapalayas na sila ni Pharaoh. But eto na nga, even the, the common Egyptian people. So the people took their dough before the yeast was added and carried it on their shoulders in kneading troughs, wrapped in clothing. The Israelites did as Moses instructed and asked the Egyptians for articles of silver and gold and for clothing. The Lord had made the Egyptians favorably, favorably disposed toward the people and gave them what they asked for. So they plundered the Egyptians. You know, they're in a hurry. The Egyptians wanted them to, to just leave. So whatever they ask, binibigay na para lang umalis. Diba? Kasi yeah, para lumayas na kayo. Diba? Verse 37, The Israelites journeyed from Ramesses to Sukkoth. There were about 600,000 men on foot besides women and children. Now we say God puts meaning in His people's experiences of adversity. And we say that God graciously provided deliverance for His people. Now, Probably the question is, who are these people? And like I said, you are the people of God. We could read 1 Peter chapter 1 about that. If I have the time later, I'm going to read that. And Paul was addressing the church. But these people became part of the people of God. And there's a backstory. Ito po yung backstory kung bakit Bakit ba you know, ito eh nakalabas? Ito yung mga naiwan. At kanina, sabi ni Pastor, hindi naman 
Lahat talaga namatayan ng firstborn. Ito po kasi yung backstory niyan. Exodus chapter 12, verse 3. Sabi po rito, the Lord, uh, it says here, Tell the whole community of Israel that on the tenth day of this month, each man is to take a lamb for his family. One for each household. Lamb, tupa. Okay? Verse 5. It says here, the animals you choose must be a year old, males without defect. And you may take them from the sheep or the goats. Okay? Verse 12. On that same night, on that same night, I will pass through Egypt and strike down every firstborn, both men and animals. And I'll bring judgment on all the gods of Egypt. I am the Lord. The blood will be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. No destructive plague will touch you when I strike Egypt. This is what I mean when not all the houses have dead firstborn. Because the instruction was, let me encourage you, read the whole chapter. That as we read earlier, each family had to have what? A lamb. And ang gagawin po nila, kakatayin po nila yung, yung tupa, yung dugo po nun, e eh, ilalagay nila sa mga hambah na kanilang pintuan. Door frames. And the Lord God said, as we read earlier, when the, the striker passes by and if there's no blood, ano mangyayari? Patayong firstborn. But if there's a blood, then on the door frame, spared yung firstborn. But take note that the Lord's instruction was very specific. You have to put the blood. If you're an Israelite and you did not put the blood, you did not obey the Lord, therefore you don't have faith, of course, you know, you need faith to obey. Tama ba? Hindi mo naman pwedeng sabihin, you know, uh, it's more blessed to give than to receive. Eh kung wala kang faith gawin yun, eh, hindi, mo, hindi ka pa rin mag-obey. It takes faith to obey God. But anyway, if you disobey, even if you're an Israelite, patay yung firstborn mo. Ayun ang usapan eh. And I'm assuming that even if you are not an Israelite, and you put blood, Okay ka. Again, very specific, ha? On the door frame. Kung doon mo nilagay sa doorknob yung dugo. Eh, wala. Diba? Obedience, eh. Faith yun, eh. Hindi naman parang, labo mo naman, Lord. Sobrang higpit mo naman, eh. Hindi ka nakikinig, eh. Matching type yung test, essay ang ginawa mo, diba? Layo naman nun, diba? Are you here? That's why the Lord provided a way out for them. Ito yun. Sumunod tayo. Eh, naging, uulitin ko lang po, mahirap po sumunod kung wala kang pananampalataya sa Kanya.
Amen? What's my assurance, Lord, na tumutupad ko sa salita mo? Ayoko nga sumunod, di ba? Ganyan yun. At iwag. Manigas ka dyan, di ba? <laughs> Sorry, ha? Lito, sampalok language. <laughs> di ba? But the Lord provided a way out. And it is the, the grace of God. He, he took the initiative. He gave us the way out. It's always the Lord God who's extending His hand to us. Kaya po, again, tayo lahat by grace eh. Sino po ba sa inyo rito, galing na galing ka sa sarili mo? Diba yung parang, buong araw may iniisip, galing ko talaga, no? Diba? Naglalakad ka sa kali, uupo ka muna nga eh. Parang, teka nga, galing ko talaga, no? <laughs> lahat ng tagumpay ko, ako talaga ang may gawa, di ba? Ganun po ba kayo? But you know, uh, uh, you know you, you're not. Right? Eh ako lang eh. Di ba yung pila lang sa grocery? Di ba? Nakapigla ako. Pang sampu ako. Haba ng pila. Labing dalawa yun nandito kaya hindi ako dito pumili. Eh yung dapat nasa unahan ko naging amayang konti. Siya na yung nagbabayad eh. Pang lima pa rin ako sa pila. Naisip ko, dito na lang nga, lipat ako. Biglang yung inalisan ko, mamayang konti, siya na yung nagbabayad. Ayaw mag-working credit card nung nilipatan ko, di ba? Sabihin ko, eh, napakasimple lang doon. Sabihin ko bang ang galing ko, Pao? Eh, ayun lang, hindi ko ma-predict. It's by the grace of God. You know, I have talked to a lot of investors and I've read articles be- right before on the eve of the, the pandemic. This is, this is the high time to invest. Okay? The, the economy is not just taking off. It's soaring. And they believe that this will happen. This will be sustained for the next years to come. And guess what? In the next few months, pandemic hit. Bagsakan yung mga investment. Parang ulan. Nobody saw that coming. Let us not think it's all by our expertise and galing. We need the grace of God. We need His help. And praise God, He provided deliverance for His people. In this time, and I believe, same thing with everyone who believes that you are part of the people of God. That's number two. Number three, ito po ang sinasabi natin. God does not limit, okay? God does not limit the grace to just one ethnic group. It's not just for the Jews. Today and even their time. Are you convinced? Let, let me read in verse 38 of the, uh, the, the same chapter. Sabi rito, verse 38. Malinaw pa, sa sikat ng araw. Sa totoo niyan, sobrang linaw. Kailangan mo mag-shades. Sabi rito sa verse 38, Many other people went up with them. As well as large droves of livestock, both flocks and herds. Many other people. And that means not only the blood descendants of Moses, or of Jacob, I mean. That's what I'm saying earlier. Even if you are not an Israelite and you, for some reason, probably you heard, ganun pala dapat. 
And probably you've been observing the plagues. And praise God, you concluded that, you know, we, we just have to hear from them. And you know, for some reason, you were, you were, you were able to, to hear. Ay pala, gawin din natin. Kaya po, many other people. That's why even in the late, sabi mo, de, chamba lang yan. No, no, basahin mo yung mga bong pentatyuk. May mga aliens silang kasama. Aliens na non-Israelites. Ha? Baka kala nyo si E.T. or si... Non-Israelites. But what's the point? The point is, it's not just limited to one ethnic group. As long as you have the faith, you're part of God's people, Amen? And He's willing to put meaning to your adversity. Diba, alam mo yung pag nanonood ka ng sine, diba? parang yung FPJ, diba? yung bugbog na sa FPJ, diba? maawa ka na kay FPJ, pero biglang makakabawi pa. Diba? Napanood nyo ba si Lito Lapid, yung dalawa yung kalaban niya, diba? Naka-angle eh, siguro 60 degrees yun. Eh, isa na lang bala niya. May itak siya, army. Kaya tinapat niya yung itak. Binaril niya yung itak eh. Sapol yung dalawa eh, grabe. <laughs> napanood niyo ba yan? Totoo kaya, well, totoo ang napanood ko sa sine, pero <laughs> I don't know kung totoo yun. <laughs> oh, diba, the more dramatic the movie, the more meaningful. Iba kaya nga kahit plain lang nangyari sa totoong buhay, ginagawa nila ng drama eh, para meaningful eh. Amen? Wow, praise God. Do you believe God is good? Yeah, let's give the Lord a praise this afternoon. But guess what? I, I have uh, three proposed lessons that we can learn from this passage. And I request... Yeah, do you know there is something about these three points? Huh? Sabihin ko na, sirit na kayo. Huh? Okay, sa Pilipino, sirit. Di ba, pag di mo alam eh. Pero pag uh, iOS yung telepono mo, sire, pag di mo alam. Sire, anong sagot, di ba? Okay. Ito po yung sagot. The second point is in past tense. First and third, they, they're in present tense, meaning that's available for us. And that's continuous. The second one is past tense. The book of Hebrews said that the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross is once and for all. Hindi na po inuulit yun. At hindi man, wala mang karapatan. And kahit na sino ulitin yun, kahit na mahal na araw, di ba, I don't care how sincere you are, in weeping your back with achuete and and dayambi, di ba? Wala po. Once and for all. That's why, this is what John the Baptist said. John 1, verse 29. When he was talking to his disciples, ito sabi, the next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. You know why this is significant? What they did in the Passover, and in, even in the time of the temple worship in Israel, the atonement, alam niyo ba yung theological word na atonement? Yung, yung, yung uh, the, the blood as a, as a sacrifice. Literally, the, the Hebrew word is to cover. 
Ito nga interesting dito, it's almost like Tagalog eh. Pinagtatakpan lang yung ating mga kasalanan. Because they're just animal sacrifice. But guess what? It's different when we're talking to the Lamb of God, about the Lamb of God. The Lamb of God, His blood does not just cover our sin. He takes away the sin of the world. That's why, alam niyo po, ako po yung lumaking, kinakanta ko po yung kordero ng Diyos. Niloloko ko pa yung kanta nun, kami ng mga classmate ko. Sa Catholic school, eh, pag uh, first Friday, Misa, di ba? Kaldero ng Diyos. Hindi ko po alam, you know. But I was actually confessing the very core of the gospel. And praise God, by the grace of God, He enabled me to recognize that. Ngayon, hindi ko na maloko yung kanta na yun. Because I know that my life in this present life and my life after this present life is dependent on the Lamb of God. His own blood is what makes us part of the people of God. And therefore, as part of the people of God, our adversities are not roadblocks. They are mere road signs. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Salamat po, Panginoon. Napakabuti mo po. Alam ko pong yung iba po sa amin, eh talagang namang ang pakiramdam, eh tambak po kami ng problema. Minsan nga po, yung iba ko pong kapatid, siguro nagtatanong, Lord, bakit po ba parang kakambal ko yung problema at makapagsubok sa buhay? Lord, even at this very moment, we ask, Lord, that you restore our faith, O oh God. Probably some faith that's present in this room, coming from my brothers or sisters, they're like injured, dented. Maybe because of our past that, that we thought that prayers are overlooked, Lord. That, that's what made us conclude that no, it can't be. Adversities are roadblocks. But right now, Lord, this afternoon, we come to you. We come to you, Lord. First, just like that man in the Gospels, Lord, help me with my unbelief. Help us, Lord, restore our faith. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Even right now, if you're here, you think that you're having a hard time seeing that, that the roadblock is what it is, a roadblock. Adversity is a roadblock. If you still see that as a roadblock, and you can see that as a road sign, because you think even your faith is badly injured, let me pray for you. If you can just get yourself acknowledged by raising your hand. You remember that in the book of, well, in the, the Gospels, I can't remember anymore what book. But that man, Lord, help me with my unbelief. That could be the first step this afternoon. Lord, help us with our unbelief. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I pray for my brothers and sisters. Many of them are raising their hands, oh God. 
And I pray, Lord, first of all, heal their, un- their faith, O God. Deliver them from this unbelief. I, I understand, Lord, probably they formed this because of the past. Or even like uh, the, the bad news that they, will, they always hear. But I pray, Lord God, that you heal their faith. Heal their faith. Thank you, Lord Jesus. But of course, my next prayer is uh, something related. Of course, like I said, everyone experiences adversity. But if you're here this afternoon and you feel like what you're experiencing right now is overwhelming to the point that you are like at the edge already, about to give up, whatever issue, probably, you know, salvation of a loved one or financial provision or healing or restoration of relationship. But to you, right now, you're feeling like, I'm about to give up. Can you just raise up your hand? We'll pray for you. Yes, Lord, I think I see these hands, oh God. And I take this as an expression of their dependence on you, Lord. I, to me, this is a, a humble admission that you alone can help them. That's why, Lord, I pray, Lord, let them see that this Trials, these tough times are not roadblocks. They're mere road signs. They'll see the glory of God in their lives. Your name will be magnified. In whatever situation, you are the deliverer. You said, I am who I am. And that means you are our Yahweh in whatever situation. That's why I thank you, God, that these people, Lord, will get to experience that indeed, these adversities are road signs. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. You can put down your hands. Now, if you are here and you, you want, you probably you're wondering, how can I be part of God's people? It's a personal relationship. I mentioned earlier, that's His covenant name, Yahweh. Because there's a personal relationship. And if you're that person, we're willing to talk to you right after the service. Romel is here. Pao is here. We could help you. We could talk to you. Tell you what it is. You know what this Christian life is. It's more than just attending services. It's having a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Can we all stand and sing this song before we give you the benediction?